when you're so disconnected from your body and your true personality and true health, you're doing all these actions that are actually can cause you more harm than good. What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimenopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Hey sister, I know if you are listening to this podcast that you are not feeling the way you want to feel in your body. You know something needs to change and yet even with the best of intentions and a plan, maybe you start struggling with evening or weekend overeating. You might actually not eat in a way that is aligned to your body and lifestyle. Maybe you're even struggling with some burnout. So if you're ready to learn how to overcome this once and for all, I have a very special guest for you today. Dina Marabi is a health and mindset coach, NLP practitioner, and a yoga and mindfulness teacher. Over the past 20 years, Dina utilized science-based proven strategies to coach and mentor thousands of entrepreneurs and high-performance women like us so that can look, feel, and be at their best so they can show up more confidently and energetically in their life and business. A recognized expert in her field, Dina has been featured on Global News, Business Insider, Huffington Post, and more. So I am beyond excited to introduce you all to Dina and have you here today. Thank you so much, Dina. Real quick, sister, a huge focus for me at the beginning of my perimenopause and hormone balance journey was making sure that I'm getting a good amount of really clean and micronutrients in my diet every day. And that's when I knew that I had to check out Organifi. I actually had a friend who was always on top of her gut health and always had so much energy tell me about Organifi a few years ago and she swore by it. So I wanted to check out their greens powder and it's a pretty amazing nutrient dense hormone supporting drink. It's organic, vegan, complete with adaptogens and 10 plus super greens. And when you drink it first thing in the morning, it packs a huge punch against afternoon cravings, energy dips and really sets your gut health up. And there, like when it sets the gut health up, up, it really creates the foundation for your hormone support for each and every day, reducing the stress in your body. I love their original flavor. I just shake it over ice with 25 ounces of water in a shaker cup, and my body really begins to crave it now. It's my favorite. So I wanted to make sure if you were just looking for a way or a simple way to max out your micronutrients to support your hormone and gut health and get that energy like I am, go to Organifi.com and use code BRIA for 15% off of any item in the store. They don't just have greens, they have a huge selection of other amazing items, including a hormone-specific drink that you can enjoy at night, especially if you have sweet or salty cravings, to make that difference. 
So again, that's Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com and use code BRIA, B-R-I-A at the discount code at checkout for 15% off any item in the store. You won't regret it. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, welcome, welcome. So uh, first things first, I wanted to understand a little bit more about you. Can you tell us a bit about you, about your story and how you even came to be a health and mindset coach? So it's a 20-year journey, if I can say that. But when I graduated from university as a dietitian, I got full on my private practice and I was giving everybody all the tools and tips that I learned in school, but I realized something was not working. People were implementing, but they were not getting the results I was hoping they were getting or not able to maintain it. And that's when I was like, okay, there's something that we actually did not learn in school that I need to dig a little bit deeper. And that's when I went in psychology. I went in emotional interviewing. and with me, my own struggles that I had with overeating, I was like, oh, so it's not, I didn't know what to do nutritionally. There's something in my mindset that kept me struggling like a hamster with that negative mindset that kept me turning to food for stress and emotional reasons. So when I started creating that change with psychology and I saw myself being impacted in a positive way, and I was like, wow, I need to share this more with my clients. Cause I would say audience, but 20 years ago, social media was not a big thing yet. Yeah. So it's very like new bringing this in. And then again, I had more health issues and I was like, there has to be something else. And that's where yoga came into my life. Mm -hmm. Understanding that how our stress in our environment can cause havoc in our body, even if we're eating right, moving right, sleeping right. If we're not feeling right, our body does not actually work at its optimal level. So yoga actually helped me get that little missing piece of the body and mind connection to really embody your best life, no matter who you are. and what your body and your unique health is. I love that. It really is almost like this je ne sais quoi, right? This real like, um, in t- it feels like a very intangible part that we can be, you know, quote unquote, doing all the right things mm-hmm. and still not getting those results. And it's that like, it's that lo- like that life force, that energy, that, you know, that other piece that we can't always quite put our finger on that we're missing. So I'm, I'm hoping we can create some tangibility for people today. Amazing. So can, um, can you give us some ways then that mindset might be affecting our energy and how we feel in our body without us even knowing? When we look at our mindset, we are born with a clean slate. Like our brain is completely clean. However, as we are growing up, it is normal for our safety and security reason. We start absorbing the beliefs and the values of people around us. It's really a way for us to survive. However, we sometimes might be taking in or absorbing thoughts and beliefs that are actually problematic. And when it's becoming problematic, you're kind of getting stuck living the life according to what somebody else is thinking, whether it be your parents, your environment, social media, society. So what that creates, what I find is kind of creates a disconnect from who you truly are deep down and who you're actually portraying on the outside, which can be actually a fake you. It's not the real you. You're just putting up an image of fakeness, following what every, every, every other person is doing or telling you to be. And what I've seen with that one, there's that disconnect from you being actually the honest, true you, but showing up and thinking and acting in a way to please other people. There's actually a negativity energy that you feel like you're not living a great life. You're feeling off. Yeah. When we're feeling off, that actually will create a coping mechanism, which mm-hmm. can be the overeating, which can be forcing things more. It can be you're being people pleasing because you're like, again, like it's a different way of seeing there's a little something that's missing and you think it's just, you need to push through it. You need to just accept it. This is what life is. 
However, the way that you're living your life, your mindset, the thoughts and the beliefs you have every single day will actually have an impact because you might be actually doing the wrong actions aligned for what your unique body is, not to eat like your mother or eat your quick friends or eat like whoever this like social media influencer is saying. When you're so disconnected from your body and your true personality and true health, you're doing all these actions that are actually can cause you more harm than good. That's why mindset is important. You have around 70,000 thoughts a day. No. <laughs> certain percentage of those that are automatically negative because of just how our brains are wired. If I, did I get that right? Yeah. Most often, instead of seeing them as negative, they're more survival. Mm. But survival is you're like living that. in this I like that. Thank you. And when you're in survival mode, you're like, I'm only going to do what's familiar. Yeah. But what's familiar is not actually what is healthier right. for you. Again, we always want to talk about that unique aspect for you. So when you have 70,000 thoughts a day, and I tell that to my clients, write down all those thoughts you have throughout the day. And a lot of them will be the same broken record, repeat. You're kind of struggling, like swimming up, upstream when you're like, you're just meant to swim downstream on your own path, not what everybody else telling you you should or shouldn't do. That's so interesting. This kind of concept you're sharing, really, it's like we we start to re- feel the lack of integrity in a way. Like there's a break between what we're trying to accomplish and who we think we should be and who we're presenting ourselves as, and that like the damaging effects. Do you notice, like in your in all your experience, have you noticed that particularly in women, you know, coming to head a little bit more in these midlife years? I've seen it more in women now because I feel there's like a switch. And even I went through that switch. I'm 44 now, depending on when people are listening to this podcast. Yeah. But I realized the switch for me, starting in my mid-30s, I was like, something is off. Like, yeah. I'm doing everything like I used to do. It was all fun. It was all good. But I'm like, something is missing. I'm actually flowing through a way that is not aligned to who I truly am. And I feel as we get older, we actually start cleaning up sometimes like our friends list. We end up understanding more what's happening around us. And when our body is changing, we end up realizing I'm still doing something that maybe when I was 20 was good, but at 40, it's not working anymore. Totally. And I think what's so fascinating, like for on my end with the peri- like the shift of our hormones, the science behind that is literally the shifting in our hormones going from being reproductively like able to not having that be our driver anymore. It actually changes those parts of our brain. So we're actually more aware of the things that aren't working well for us. So it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting to hear you say that. That's so cool. Um, okay. So what do you think every woman should know then about the nutrition and mindset connection specifically? Cause I feel like nutrition is often where we focus It's where we run into a lot of blocks with the overeating as you're talking about. So when I work with my clients, I always talk about nutrition and mindset at the same time, but I always start with mindset because I'm like, what is your goal? For example, someone will say, I want to lose weight, but why do you want to lose weight? How's that going to be impacting your life? And I want to make sure that they're bringing a reason that is aligned to themselves and not to make somebody else happy. So the mindset going into anything like creating your business, having a family, losing weight, anything at all. Who's at the center of that decision? Is it you or is it to fit a criteria? Is it to please other people? So I start with that mindset because when you actually create a motivation that is bigger than whatever's around you, that is really truly you, then we can look at the nutrition to personalize exactly what's going to be aligning to the person. And then we start creating that shift of cleaning up that emotional, broken 
um, disc that is always repeating things while well, you should, you know, you can't do this. You should not do that. The dietitian you saw 20 years ago told you to do something different. So there's a lot of cleaning up the cleaning up of the thought process. So it really comes in together when you look at nutrition, but what makes us drift away from our plan mm-hmm. is, are we doing something that's not aligned to us, but are we giving ourselves permission and space and compassion mm-hmm. of going through that journey and not expecting results in 48 hours, which a lot of, we can see online, a lot of negativity there of overnight miracle solutions for women. Yes. I love that. You know, I was on your Instagram and for anyone listening right now, I'd make sure to go and follow Dina. She's got some really amazing things on there, but I, I saw you really talking about rest and the importance of rest, not just sleep, but like rest in the day and and guilt-free giving yourself that space. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, I love some of the things that you stand for. And um, it's so interesting that you say that about, you know, obviously about having an, a bigger purpose for our our goal of weight loss, like getting into the real nitty gritty of it. But what I heard you say there was also that we often make goals based on other people's thoughts. And I've never been so much more aware of that than I am now. It's like, even as a parent, like sometimes I feel like I need to say things to my kids, but when I really dig in, I'm like, oh, it's just my mother's voice in my head. Cause I feel like I can feel her judgment if I do this or don't do this. Mm-hmm. Is that what you mean by that? It is. And when we look in terms of losing weight as a means of beauty, when I was young, if I look at my pictures, I was not overweight, but compared to my sister, I was considered overweight, like my nickname, you know, chubby and so on. And even back then it's like, oh, if you lose a bit of weight, you would be prettier. So it's like, and then even I had like other comments like, oh, you don't have pretty knees. You should not be wearing a mini skirt. And this is stuff that when people say it, they're not realizing it. They're just coming back from their broken mental cycle that they're just repeating generation to generation. And it wasn't the space of you have a different body, Dina, and it is okay. You want a cookie and it is okay. Your knees are beautiful because they help you walk and run and be active and you want to show them it is okay. So we're not able to be ourselves. Then we talk about authenticity of being ourselves. We've been trying to be molded from a young age of what is pretty and that hits our confidence as well, right? It's if you lose five pounds, it'd be pretty. It's like, but that's why can't that just be pretty exactly how yeah. I am? This is me. Oh, I got <laughs> what is five pounds going to do? Yeah. I love that. When you said that about the knees, it's like, you know, your knees get you places. They move you. That's what's important about knees, <laughs> you know, and legs. And I even so. tell that to the person who told me that when I was like 16. And she's like, I never said this. And I was like, yeah. but you did. It's just, it's a reflex. And there's nothing personal about them. We can't be angry at them. It's us to understand this is my body. I am unique. And I am amazing exactly as I am. Yeah. And I think that's, that's obviously the confidence boosting part that you talk a lot about is like, cause when, am I right that when we feel that confidence in our own body and in our own selves, then we almost don't need, can't, we don't absorb other people's opinions the same way. Cause confidence is really an inside job. It's not an outside job. It's not a number on the scale. It's not your bank account. It's not how many friends you have or followers you have. It's how do you feel on the inside and seeing your true value of everything you can offer. So when you know your worth and you're authentic and you know every action you're doing, it's really for the love of yourself and for the love of people around you, you become unshakable, you become unwavering. And that's why when we look in terms of health, yes, I understand people want to lose weight and I totally understand that. 
But what are the other qualities that you have? What is your superpower inside of you that we also want to like fire up a little bit, feed it a little bit so that if the scale does not move overnight, you know that you're worth it. You're doing the work. And that's where the inner confidence come in. It's really an inside job and not relying on all those external factors that can change any day. But on the inside, you can really create and foster an amazing confidence. Ah. In your journey, if it's okay that I ask this, how long... Like, do you find that it's a journey and then you create this confidence and it becomes unshakable or is it a constant practice for you? What was that like? For me, I would say it's a constant practice. It's as if you're learning a new, how can I say that? You're honing in on that skill in different environments. So that skill in school, I was good in confidence, but then I entered the job world. Ooh, this is new. So then creating that confidence in that term. And then same thing, when I joined the corporate world, I'm like, oh, this is very unknown. So it's like, okay, I have my tools. So it's going to be like a wave. It's always, I love when JLo, at one point she was in an interview and they're like, everything you're doing is perfect. She's like, no, I'm a work in progress. I will always work to become better. And I was like, wow. So no matter what's going through every single year, there's going to be situations that will create a bit of uncertainty and it's human and it's okay to doubt yourself. Like there's some days that my confidence is not like this hundred percent, but I was like, okay, I'm going to tune in. I'm a human. I'm going to allow myself that space to rest and do the work and understand that it's all like waves. We're flowing with it. So I love that JLo, like I'm always a work in progress. I'm like, if she can say that ladies, we can say that too. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love the way you explained that, you know, with the waves it's, it is almost like whether it's a new job or a new nutrition program or just a new situation, like with your kids or a partner, or a coworker that you're just running into, anything new is going to probably give us a little pause in our confidence. And that's just mm-hmm. really our opportunity to grow and create confidence around it again. Mm-hmm. I love the way you said that. That's really amazing. So, okay. So let's bust some myths then. Let's talk about, you know, food specifically on our plates, like nutrition plans, overeating these weekend binges. Mm-hmm. And then, and what, where again, specifically we as women can feel so stuck with that, you know, starting and stopping of a program or feeling out of control. Let's dig into that. So some myth, not every woman should be eating the same way. What you were eating when you're in your 20s will not work in your 30s or in your 40s. <laughs> Understanding as well that you can be eating healthily, but healthy does not actually mean healthy for you. Yeah. And a big thing is the big myth working on your nutrition, on your health, on your mindset. It's a journey of a lifetime. Yeah is enjoying that journey, realizing it and be connecting more to yourself every single day. And every step you take forward is always a step forward. And the last thing I think that's the most important is that get started before you are ready. Because when you're halted and you're just waiting, life is still moving. Your body's still moving. Everything is still changing. So there's never going to be this epiphany of like, wow, this is like number one. This is amazing. It's going to save me. Any decision, any action you do will end up helping you understand, is this actually right for me or wrong for me? So always get started before you're ready. Don't wait till Monday. Don't wait until the new season. Now is the best time to actually take charge of your health. 
take that step, just take it. I love that yeah. you said there about, you know, it isn't just that, like, obviously, as, as we age, our body changes. So what we ate in our 20s, not our thirties, but our lifestyle, like our mental demands, our emotional demands, our energetic demands overall is going to constantly be changing. And so if we can move in that rhythm a little bit more and just know that we can find our own answers within ourselves, it's much more empowering, isn't it? Because when you tune into your body, when you actually understand what your body wants, you become like unshakable. A big example is, for example, me now, if I have like pancakes at breakfast, my blood sugar is going to crash so fast. I am done. Yeah. I can have pancakes for dinner. But when I was in my 20s, my body was okay with that. My pancreas was able to handle it. But right now my body's saying it's too much for me first thing in the morning. Ease off on me. Like have a little high protein, high yeah. fat. But this is by tuning in and tuning in is really the solution because we know exactly what the symptoms are telling you and how your body's actually sending you the signs. It's telling you what to do and what not to do. If you're able to tune in, everything is transformative. Yeah. And I think obviously we've got so far away from that trust. That's like, that's what that is. It's trust knowing it's like lifting to our body and then actually responding to it and then trusting that it will give back, right. That we get to work together. And I think that's what you're saying around this confidence piece. When we get to know that's amazing. I I love that. And, and, And even just realizing, you know, the pancake thing in the morning, it's like, our body's just, they're like, listen to me. I just, I just need a warm up first. Yeah. <laughs> Don't just give me, I'm not a brand new vehicle. Let's not just slam on the gas and hit the road here. We need a little bit of an ease in. So, and you know, and, and it was like, I was like, oh, my body's aging. I'm like, why can't I eat pancakes in the morning? I was like, I can eat them at lunch. It's okay. Like I can eat it, but then my day is ruined. So I'm like, I want to have a productive day. I want to know how to eat so I can stay awake and not have to take a nap because my blood sugar is just done. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, knowledge is power on that. But um, there's a feeling that I think people, women get. I used to get this too, where it's like, well, if I don't get to, like, oh, I don't get to eat the pancakes now. Like, not poor me, but like, where's the fun? Or this sucks, you know, like that kind of mindset that comes along with that. Can you talk about that for a minute? So there is that part, because even... When you look at pancakes or even I developed gluten intolerance in my 30s and it's like, why? Why me? Everything was going well. And it's like, we feel kind of not in control anymore of our body because we think we control our body, but it's the other way around. Our body's the king. We have to listen to it. But it kind of shifting the mindset of saying, listen, you can have pancakes in the morning, but what kind of day do you want? Yeah. What's the big goal? What's the big goal? So I'm like, I want to have a productive day. Okay. So. Don't have the pancakes, have them later. Or sometimes I'm like, I'm going to have pancakes, but I'm going to have a quarter of them and I'm going to make sure I have eggs next to it. I find a way to bring my favorite foods in. Yes. But I always think of like, what kind of day do I want? Yeah. Is it the pancake that's important or my day and my goal? Important? Yeah. What's the bigger piece? And it is a real shift as you start to make that shift, isn't it? Where you start to realize you're like, oh, I, you, you don't want those things the same way. Because you're like, oh, no, I, I want to sleep really well tonight. Or I want to have that energy all day when I have, you know, my social event or my meetings yeah. or whatever I have in the afternoon. You want to know that you have that. Because oh. when you start feeling good, when you actually hone in and like exactly with the work that you're doing with your clients, when you hone in of what is your optimal type of eating for increased energy and really getting the goals and hitting the things that you want, yeah. you don't want to go back and feel like crap. No, you really don't. And like, once is you it worth that, it? Yeah. And I tell that my clients, ask yourself, is this worth it? And they're going to say, no, mm. that's it. 
So is it, is it these, um, you know, these ideas from other people that we get on? Is it, you know, how the world has maybe told us to be like, why do you think some women specifically struggle more than others with eating and mindset with sorting those out and marrying them? A lot of it has to do with the way that we grew up. Most of our beliefs actually come in and anchor into our brain before the age of seven. So depending how we are when we're young and how we see our parents, of the way they're, they're eating in, our, in their environment, but as well how your parents were. If you grew up in an environment that dieting was always on the topping and weight loss, then you've learned how to disconnect from your body from such a young age and just follow what people were telling you. One of my clients, she actually went to her first Weight Watchers meeting at eight years old. Oh, eight. Eight. So the mom brought her hoping is going to be helpful, but it started at eight years old saying, well, you're hungry, but you should not be listening to what your body's telling you. You have to start counting points. So when you start disregarding our body's signs at a young age, this is where the disconnect completely, like I said, like the head is on one side, the body's on another side. And thus it can start as early as eight years old, going to your first Weight Washers meeting. Wow. That's... Yeah. I feel like I can, I mean, between the education you have in psychology and all the work that you've done over the 20 years, I feel like we could have an entire episode just on that. (laughs) That's fascinating. It starts very young and you can always modify it, but you have to be strong enough that you're going to have to break down a lot of beliefs and end up taking a lot of the people that you thought they did want the best for you. They just didn't know what it was really creating a distance to really see them for their perception. And even what people are telling you now, what you should do. They don't know you. They don't know your story. They don't know your hormones. Only a health professional that you're really working closely with should yeah. be giving you tips and recommendations. Not like once I had somebody like unknown giving me recommendations, I'm like, do you know what I do for a living? I was like, I'm like, do you have any education in it? No, but it's their story and it's okay. Yeah. Every person has their story. But when you're following and you're like, I'm done with this. I don't want to create a change. Following somebody, one person one professional and working with them fully on all your aspects is the key and not cherry picking here and there. Cause in the end, you're going to be losing your, your time actually. And time is so precious. We don't want to waste it. It is. You're, it's a really good point. I love that you said that. Cause not only is it like consistency overall, but when you work with a professional, like their program is created in a, in a holistic, cohesive mm-hmm. way. So when we, and we do, I used to have a big tendency to this, to like kind of jump around or either get a bit of FOMO, like by looking around at other programs and thinking like, oh, well, maybe if I try this too, it'll make the needle move faster. And in the end, it, it just kind of breaks down the whole system or it um, deteriorates, I think, the integrity of what the process we're trying to create or that's been created for us to commit to. So that's a... Uh, such a valuable point. So slow and you, steady wins the race. That's yeah. the tortoise. Steady. Yeah. <laughs> and yet the funniest part is that in the end, like you'll go a lot faster, I think. Yeah. And, and the benefit of doing this kind of work is, is that real feeling of freedom when you're not consumed through part of your day by how your body feels or how you feel in your body. I mean, it's like shackles come off, right? It's like a weight is lifted off your shoulders when you know how to work with your body and you're happy to do it. And it's the analogy or the metaphor I use with my clients is every time that you let go of something that no longer serves you, it's like you're peeling a layer off and you're peeling a layer off and you're peeling a layer off. And then you end up finding yourself to your raw self as if like you're a newborn in a certain way where your body knew exactly how much you wanted to eat, 
when it's hungry, when it's full, what it works well with, what it doesn't, that didn't work well with. Like babies know exactly mm. everything. So if you're born with that system, you have it. You have to peel the layers, not adding more layers of other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Peeling the layers to understand which ones you actually have to let go of to create space for what's actually going to be more deserving for you and unique for you. Yeah. I, I think that example of a baby is really powerful. You even said that at the beginning, right? Like we're started with this blank slate and we can even see it like really, I mean, we're all animals. We can see it in the animal, in the wild animal kingdom. They don't have the same cultural norms, societal pressures, you know, history, the way, so they eat and they sleep and they move and they play. And these are our foundations and they don't have those other things kind of crowding. So you're right. When you can peel back those layers and get to that, like that's, that's the freedom. That's, that's the-, the freedom we're seeking. And that's when I work with my clients, and I'm sure you're the same, we want them to become independent, right? To better understand, to tune in so that they're free to actually know exactly how to eat and how to move. And they're understanding the knowledge that we share with them saying, oh yeah, it's true. Like I need to prioritize this. It's really important for me. Or like for me, I'm like, I can't eat pancakes in the morning, but hey, I want to have a good day. Yeah. You're taking a more proactive approach in your health and not just a client just absorbing everything in, you need to really transform. So you become your best coach, actually. Yeah. And ultimately, that's what we as coaches want. It's like, and when I work with someone else, like I want to, to set you free. <laughs> I want to know that you're through and went off, you know, on your own, let the baby yeah. be its nest. Yeah. So how, you know, we have women listening to this podcast, you know, they know they are struggling with some of these things, this confidence piece, this um, deeper meaning piece, uh, and they want to bridge that gap. How can we begin to support ourselves as we work through this? Like, how do we cultivate cultivate this unwavering belief in ourselves? When we look at the confidence and the mindset piece, I'll be truly transparent. It's very hard to truly transform it on your own. Yeah. The reason for that is those seventy thousand thoughts that you have. They want to keep you where you are to familiar, and they'll make you. They'll put doubts left and right of why you should not creating any change. But the first thing I would tell you is more the confidence piece. I would want you to take out a list, write down 20 things, 20 things that you are proud of of yourself that achieved through your life. Mm. Because our memory will always think about the bad times. Again, it's survival. This is bad. I need to remember it so it doesn't happen again. But do we remember the good? Do we remember like, the award that you had or the class that you did and you aced it, or maybe the good thing that you did in your family, or even you created an amazing recipe. What are the amazing things that you did? And a lot of my clients are like, well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's great about me. I don't know what are the amazing things that I did. Ask somebody that loves you so much that you really are familiar with and you know them and ask them, tell them what is amazing about me. Can you tell me what my qualities are? And trust me, they're going to come up with your amazing listener. Listener, you're so amazing. You're giving, you're supportive. You're so knowledgeable. We sometimes don't see the power that we have of the confidence, but sometimes asking people around us, what are my amazing, yeah, like unique parts? And it's going to come out. What I do is remember my achievements, achievements that I did even when I was a teenager in my twenties and my thirties, like creating a business is an achievement. You know, finishing a program is an achievement. Even me helping a client is an achievement. Me working out every day, the smallest thing, it's an achievement. Remember all these achievements and you really want to pile them up, like throw balloons, like be excited about this because we don't give ourselves enough space to celebrate ourselves. 
Oh, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think that's, and I, I love that you just gave us something really tangible to implement and, and what a good reminder as well to not only do this for ourselves, but to do this for the people we love, like focus on the good, focus on mm-hmm. sharing their, you know, recognizing their accomplishments, big or small. I think that's such a, a powerful gift and to do you gave to us. Cause you're right. You can see, as you think about your own accomplishments, small or big or anywhere in between you, you feel that confidence kind of surge inside of you again, don't you? It surged. And one funny thing that I do, because <laughs> I always try to keep my body moving every day, even when I don't feel like it, I know I'm going to feel better after. So when I finish my 10 minute yoga, my 20 minute spinning, whatever I do, I actually give myself a tap on the back and I say, good job. Mm-hmm. And just, just saying it out loud and like giving a pat on the back and saying, good job, Tina. You did great today. Yes. Your energy. Wow. It changes. So yes. try that when you're going to give yourself a goal or something that you did today, you're like, you know what? Don't think it's not perfect. I didn't do enough burning calories. Again, no numbers. You did it. You got it done. Give yourself a pat on the back and say, good job. Well, I would say, Dina, like, good job. Thank you for serving today. Because I think you've really made a difference and made an impact. And I've learned a lot already. So thank you. There's my good job for you. (laughs) You had the undivided attention of all the women in the world, all the women in the world for just a few minutes. What is the most important thing you could teach them about nutrition mindset and how to break free from overeating or, or these things that hold us back. Ah, one big message. Oof. I know no pressure. Like, no pressure. Follow Dina for more, but <laughs> Dina for more. What you can come up with on the spot. I think I would say all those small nudges you have in your mind that you doubt are actually the path you have to take. Oh, like the obstacle is the way. The obstacle is the way, or you're like, oh, I should not be doing this, or I'm asking too much. All those little, so you're like, you want to do something, you have like a little glimmer of like, oh, I want to do this. And you're like, no, 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 I shouldn't. Those little visions, the little phrase, the little word that pops up that like want you to break free from where you are, that is your path. That is your journey. And not again, that 70,000 thoughts that are just keeping you stuck where you are for survival, for familiar, familiar, well, familiarity (laughs) speaking for languages is very hard sometimes what an incredible skill to have that's amazing (laughs) um I love that that's a great that's a great offer thank you so Dina how you know where can our listeners learn more from you how do they best connect with you or get more into your world to get into my world always of course my website dinamarabi.com or workwithdina.com but as well, I would love for you to join. You can follow me over on Instagram, on Facebook, and as well on YouTube, where I share very often trainings to help you understand and bridge the gap between why you're taking the action, but what's happening with the mindset and the confidence. Because when you show up confidently and you upgrade your mindset, any goal is within reach. And this is really the true deep work that I'm doing with my clients. Yeah, I can see that. Thank you so much. We'll go and check out Dina. You know, you're the real deal. You know, when you're when you want to learn from someone about confidence and how to bridge these gaps, it's so obvious that that you embody that yourself. So I'm I'm uh, so happy to have had this opportunity to talk with you and get to know you better. And thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you so much. And thank you for creating this podcast for women because we need more women inspired and women led to help each of us recreate an amazing community and for everybody to live and embody their best life. Yeah, we're stronger together, aren't we? Yes. Amazing. Thank you again. And and thank you, sisters. Go out, be more in your life and not just less on a scale. We'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you.
you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.